Welcome to Showtime Morning Sports Talk Show. We're just going to jump right into it today with exciting news. Today's guest is a very special and important guest to me because not only did he pave the way for my success at the rate that it's going now, but this guy is a funny guy and uh, his last name not only means uh, something that's legendary, but put some respect on the last name. Everybody, please welcome Mr. Mason Pryor. How you doing today, sir? Thank you for having me, Mr. Showtime Arnett. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We just going to get straight to it, man. Growing up, what were some of the things that you remember as a child, just in general, about your, about your father? Man, growing up, I was definitely one of my father's latter kids, so after he went through everything, Right. Now, athlete, uh, do you are do you have any siblings? Talk about your siblings. Well, I have. Well, directly related to me, my brother he played football at University of Houston. I have another cousin; she played basketball at University of Houston. Mm-hmm. Her father is Mark McGuire. Another one of my cousins, their father is Kelvin Ramsey. So we have a couple of ballers in the family. Right, 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 right. Okay. So, was there any pressure just growing up? you know, being, you know, your last name prior? Yes, absolutely. Uh, there's always that element of, you know, when you have a legacy to represent, people expect you to continue that. I tried the best of my ability. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was difficult because of my upbringing mm-hmm. and also the lack of being able to experience my father healthy. I feel like he was a crusader and a fighter, but the older he got, he became more just, you know, he had that human element to him. Oh, you know how it is. Right. Now, you spoke about your mom giving you information about your dad. How was she uh, influential, uh, influence, uh, how does she influence, or not influence, but what what did she kind of tell you about how your dad was from the time when she was with him? Well, she tells me from her perspective, and that's the thing about that, it's when you meet somebody, you're talking from your vantage point, so she, as my parent, she raised me mostly, and so... There's definitely, you know, stories and everything and experiences, but it's from her perspective. So I've got to meet other people that have known my father's friend and other things like that. And that usually tends to be more of a different element because like every man, if you're, you know, dating somebody with somebody, you're not going to show them everything, you know. And obviously if that's your child, you're not going to tell your child all the crazy stuff you did, you know. Right. Until they Right. So I get the luxury of like some of the older siblings to be able to be raised around directly with your father to see certain things and experience certain things. Right. Came in, you know, in the latter, so 
Yes, sir. Now, like your brother, Richard Pryor Jr., and also your sister, Rain Pryor. Now, both of those, uh, you know, brother and sister, um, as you know, your brother, he wrote a book and kind of gave a lot of people a lot of insight on how your dad was, you know, growing up and all of the different famous people that came over to the house and um, just how your father just impacted so many different people. And a lot of people aren't just, you know, I, I mean, if it was me, I mean, the whole prior family should have some type of, you know, Beverly Hills monument or something. It's like, you know, people don't understand that, you know, it was your father who paved the way for all of the people who are, you know, who are colored to be on the stage. I mean, you have to realize that he he was doing comedy at a time where, you know, racism and prejudice and injustices were looked at as, you know, me or you walking down the street, we'll select a white woman. You know, we might end up in jail or dead back in those days, you know, but see. Well, I mean, we still have teenage boys being hollywood. Yes, sir. It's different because even with my sister Elizabeth, she's the, you know, it's pretty much split into three, like two groups. My brother's sister and I, Stephen, Kelsey and I, were the younger three. And then the older three, Rain, Elizabeth, and Richard Jr., they had a different outcome. Rain wrote a book. Father, my jokes my father never told. Richard Jr.'s wrote a book that was about his experiences. And my sister, Elizabeth, herself has wrote a book about the, you know, African-American history and also about the effects of things like the N-word and things like that. Mm-hmm. She's a professor on that. So definitely you can tell when my father was during his crusader years, the difference of how he raised his children and what he prepared them for. Mm-hmm. And especially now with the president we just had, mm-hmm. it me up in a lot of ways because it made me aware that a lot of stuff that people may have been, you know, PC and passive aggressively pretending wasn't existent was always moving around on the wall. Not much has really changed except for, I guess, the publicness of the racism. Yes, sir. And we both saw January the 6th, what happened when you just had people just storming into the Capitol building. I mean, we both know in our righteous minds that if it was African-American or black people on the walls, the outcome would have been totally different. It would have been a massacre. And so, yes, sir. And it's I, I just don't understand why, you know, America was built on blood and warshed. So... Until people yeah. until people figure that out, you know, this is going to be a land always of that. You know, the only thing we can do is communicate to try to figure out how to how to put a Band-Aid on it or try to make it better. You know, I don't know. I don't know. Right. You have to remember, I grew up, you know, a suburb of Ohio. Okay. And you know, being in Indianapolis, we have Ku Klux Klan out there in Ohio and in Indianapolis. But the things that are happening now that I live in Texas are completely different. Mm-hmm. It was just There are certain things that get attention, and that narrative gets pushed. If it can get the attention, there are things that have happened that, honest to God, it's almost like it makes you wonder, like, are we sure it's 2020? Mm-hmm. We're still pushing and hanging children. Mm-hmm. Really take consideration, like, what's the power behind these groups? Right. Know? Exactly. Because I don't want to be in a nation where I'm raising my children just because, oh, because I'm Richard Pryor's son, and that's Richard Pryor's grandson. Don't get a pass, but he may have friends that are trying to get to the neighborhood to visit us, 
they have to be worried about will I make it home and that to me is worse because I I know the whole thing of protesting one side or the other there were fatalities on both sides obviously with black people we've always had to bear the want of the force mm-hmm. always that's our burden but when you talk about people that go out there and prepare and put their self on the front line to go for what they believe in it's a complete different experience than like I said with that child he was not even a teenager to be kidnapped hung to death as a child right he wasn't out there trying to represent Black Lives Matter. He wasn't out there trying to vote. He was a child. And we know that some of these groups and those, you know, certain of those organizations, there are times where some of the like gangs where you go out and put in work and they're kidnapping children and hanging them. And that is still happening in 2020. And that to me is an abomination. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, hey, right now we're going to stop and take a quick commercial break. You're listening to Showtime Arnett and Mason Pryor on the Showtime Arnett Sports Talk, the podcast. Welcome back to Showtime Marnette Sports Talk Show. You're hearing now Mason Pryor, uh, a.k.a. his famous dad, as we all know, the legendary Richard Pryor. Now, Mason, <clears throat> let's talk about the transformation now. You're, you know, you're growing up. You've, 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 you've been on the road traveling and different things of that nature. Let's talk about the, the times, um, you know, what are some good things and what are some and some some downhill things that you had to cope with as just being Mason Pryor? It was the two-sided thing. Growing up, being told my whole life, being in you know a suburb Pickerington of Ohio, mm-hmm. that you know things are not what they seem, and we're different. And Ohio's the first state that freed slaves, and you know we're friends. And because obviously the influence of my father's financial situation and celebrity, I got treated a certain way, and you know how social media is it connects us even into adulthood so to me the biggest shock was literally learning like wow like people really go for that you know right because i'm looking at kids that grew up and we had black history month lessons and sure we had situations where one or two students may have said the n-word or done something with a swastika or something but in large scale they were very good at hiding and masking it and pretending like we're not like that anymore and when this thing came up, people started showing their whole face. I had somebody that I followed very closely that I've been friends with that I thought for my whole life and honestly had a crush on her. And she goes out of her way to say certain comments and things. And that type of stuff I know that it's it's for real, for real, it's, it's sad that I had to take the lesson of seeing the way people are acting now right. to realize racism hasn't gone anywhere. Right. Because I lived in such a closed bubble. Right. I should have been more so prepared like a Will Smith, you know, when Fresh Prince versus stuck up my own head like a Carlton. Right. And but I, but I think we you know, both I think we both come from that because um, you know, my my father was um my father had an interracial marriage, so you know, when you're dealing with black and white, there's always two sides of a story, just like it's always two sides of a coin. And no matter what, it seems like we're always at the at the at the dead end of a stick. 
because we're always being, um, you know, proven guilty before we're innocent. And it's right. like, and not even getting the opportunity. right. And, you know, depending on where you go, you know, certain people give you certain, you know, you get a certain pass sometimes depending on who you are, or what you are. But, you know, I don't believe in, 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 in handouts and I don't, I don't believe off of piggybacking off of other people's fame. You know, I just feel like if you if you work hard enough, you can accomplish anything. But um, I, I just wanted to get your perception on, you know, you're your businessman now. Um, what are some of the things that you're that's currently going on with you in your life right now? Going back to school. Mm-hmm. Okay. That to me is something that I really want to aspire to. Because of being my father's child, later on in life, I noticed how he started to develop his production company and he wanted to be a producer more so than just the talent itself. Now, granted, I also don't have the talent that he had, so it wasn't as difficult for me to leave comedy behind because I just didn't cut the cheese. Right. You know? Right. Right. Now, now you said you did comedy. Now, how was that trying to, you know, do comedy and then knowing that, you know, your father was, you know, well known for comedy? How how did that strike you? Um, at nightclub level, it was a great time. Going city to city all over the country, doing shows for, you know, tickets for 15, 20, 30 dollars with no real epic level of stress. That was great. But mm. once I got to the point where I was working with Eddie Griffin mm-hmm. and he was touring headlining and I was doing little opening spots for him. Right. It really put the pressure on because people are now spending top dollar and top meal. And I learned the levels of, you know, it's one thing to be an opening act at a nightclub versus I spent a hundred dollars on these tickets, you better come with it. Come with exactly. And, it's a whole different you know, persona. Like sport, right. 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 So now Mason, if you didn't do comedy, what sport would you play? Mm-hmm. Uh, wide receiver, slot receiver, okay. and uh, cornerback. Even though I wasn't good at corner, the reason I was on depth chart. You know how it is when you do practice; they take the weakest of that position and make them play flipped on the um, defense. And, 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 yeah, or so offense. Is a cornerback because we didn't have enough corners, but in college I was a receiver. Okay. But they needed a receiver on the defense side to run practices, so I was one of those practice team all-star type of kids. Mm-hmm. You know, had a lot of you know. Know, I had a lot of balls, what they say in sports. Right. Not as much talent as some of the other guys, but I was never afraid to jump up in the front of the line, get my ball. You know, the Rudy story. Right. You know, that's why I made it. I was an effort guy. Right. You know, I talk about my stuff. You know, grew up in Ohio, obviously looking up to Chad Johnson. So, you know, child pleasing it up. Right, right, right. The skill level to cut the cheese. Right. Now, what type of music genre are you, Mason? What type of music mellows you are, you know, that, that you like to listen to? Okay, okay. I know that's a weird combo. Yeah, yeah, but you know, hey, the passion behind it. Yes, yes, yes. Hey, 
we're running down at the end of the show. So right now, what I'm about to do is I'm about to give you some questions. And what you do is the first thing that comes to the to your top of your head, you give me the answer. Okay. That's fair. Okay. Who's going to win the fight Saturday between Conor McGregor and Dustin Poirier? Oh, it's Conor McGregor. Okay. Green Bay or Tampa Bay? Child, please. Green Bay's going to win the Super Bowl this year. MVP, Patrick Mahomes or Aaron Rodgers? It should be Devontae Adams. Okay. Um, what's your favorite entree? My favorite food is hibachi. Hibachi. And what's and what is one of the uh, what is your tightest vacation spots you've been to? I've never really been outside the country, but if I could live anywhere that I visited or did a show at, mm-hmm. my dream place to live in the world would be Manhattan. Be Manhattan, New York. Hey, yeah. well, you heard it from yours truly, Mason Pryor. That's my homeboy. I've been knowing Mason for over. You know, at least about 10, 15 years. And, you know, I just want to thank Mason for joining me on the podcast. And, you know, um, you know, he's an Ohio State fan like myself. And, you, and, and we know and we know that we want to congratulate Justin Fields uh, for his, uh, you know, he's entering the draft. So we want to congratulate him and, you know, any other Buckeye that's going to be going to the draft. And uh, Mason, would you like to give a shout out to anybody who's listening today? Like to give a shout out to the fan base. You know, mm-hmm. I definitely want to shout out Indianapolis. I've been out there a long time. Y'all always show love. I actually had jobs out there just nine to five jobs. Mm-hmm. Comedy out there, Naptown. I love y'all. Y'all can place a mother loving basketball. <laughs> Sometimes, always looking back. Anytime, anything, you or your circle once needs, contact me. Yes, sir. Oh, yeah. You already know that's 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 a that's a that's a number one. Yeah. And before we go, I'm just going to let you know that yes, uh, Mason, I will be getting with you because we're we are going to do a comedy show. So be on the lookout for that. And um, like I said, we want to thank our listeners for joining us. This is your man Showtime Arnett on the Showtime Arnett Sports Talk Show with my friend. Forever and ever and every eternity, Mason Pryor. Thank you for listening to Showtime Arnett Sports Talk Show, the podcast. You can check it out on Anchor.fm, Spotify, Breaker.audio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, and Radio Public. Thank you once again for listening to Showtime Arnett Sports Talk Show, the podcast.